Welcome back to Apricot Bakes and More, the podcast. I am your host, as always, April, and today we're talking about your sugar addiction. Before we talk about ways to help reduce your sugar addiction, we first need to define what addiction is. Addiction, putting it simply, is a complex condition, a brain disease that is manifested by compulsive substances used despite harmful consequences. Okay. So that basically means that you know you shouldn't do it, but you're going to do it. That's, you know, as simple as I can get. It's a lot more complicated than that. People go to addiction for all different reasons. And if you are addicted, I highly hope you're going to get it, you know, corrected, fixed, talk to someone. As with anything, there is help out there. Please by all means, go get it. Um, But today we are actually just going to focus our attention on sugar addictions, mostly because sugar is out there. It is consumed just about by everyone, even the healthiest person who eats nothing but fruits and vegetables and, you know, low carb is eating sugar. So... Sugar consumption can create a short-term high spark of energy in that body. And you're like, yeah, let's go. Run, run, run. And then you get a sugar crash. And then you're like, ugh, I just want to take a nap. Well, that is because your body went from this high going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it crashes. And it's like, nope, I'm done. Okay? So you eat another piece of chocolate or you drink another can of soda or... You have something else that's got a ton of sugar in it or just even a little bit with high carbs and you get that energy and you're like, yeah, yeah, let's go, go, go. And that is how your sugar addiction begins. Um, There have actually been several studies suggesting that sugar is just as addictive as cocaine. Let that sink in for a minute. Just as addictive as cocaine. I mean, it's hard to fathom to think about that that one is highly illegal and I don't suggest doing it ever highly illegal you can go to jail for it but your sugar is hey here have another can here have another piece of chocolate we don't mind um it's because we as humans enjoy that dopamine, that sugar, that dopamine that the sugar releases in your brain that keeps us going, and we ignore those long-term effects that sugar can have. Not only that, but you're not thinking about it when you're enjoying that can of Coke or that can of, you know, orange soda. You're not thinking about the long-term effects like diabetes, um, obesity, heart disease, high blood pressure. Chronic inflammation, high cholesterol, non-alcoholic fatty acid liver disease, or the dental issues with plaque and cavities you're going to have later on when you're chugging down that drink. You're thinking of that high you want to get right then and there. And that's how it begins. It's as simple as that. You, You want that rush, you want that feeling, and it goes. Now... A lot of people will say, oh, well, I, that doesn't bother me. I don't get a sugar rush. Oh, I'm fine. I'm, you know, whatever your made-up excuses. 
And I'm going to tell you that's what it is. It's a made-up excuse. You don't want to hear it. And I understand that. We, as humans, don't like being told when we are wrong. And telling you, sugar, bad. But when someone mentally connects sugar with helping, providing energy, they start becoming more addicted to it. Um, did you know that there are over 50 names of sugar? I'm not kidding you. I can't make that up. I mean, I could, but it wouldn't be very nice of me. 50 names of sugar. So you can look at a bottle of something that says sugar-free, and I guarantee you it probably has one of these 60 names. I'm going to read you some just to give you an idea. So there's um, Arve Nectar, Barbito Sugar, Barley Malt, Barley Malt Sugar, Beet Sugar, Brown Sugar, Butter Syrup, Cane Juice, Cane Juice Crystals, Cane Sugar, Caramel, which is like all sugar, um, coconut palm sugar, coconut sugar, confection sugar, corn sweetener, corn syrup, corn syrup solids, date sugar, dehydrated cane juice, uh, dextrin, dextrose, evaporated cane juice, free-flowing brown sugars, fructose, fruit juice, fruit juice concentrate, glucose, glucose solids, golden sugar, golden syrup, grape sugar, High fructose corn syrup or HFCS, honey, icing sugar, uh, malt syrup, maltodextrin, malto, maltose, manitose, maple syrup, molasses, palm sugar, uh, powdered sugar, raw sugar, refiner's sugar, rice syrup, sacrose, surogum syrup. Ooh, some of these names are hard. Uh, sucrose, actual granulated sugar, um, syrup, actually, yellow sugar. What is yellow sugar? Those are just some. And if you see something on the back of the package that says sugar alcohols, still sugar. Your body will still react the same exact way as if it was like a, an actual listed sugar ingredient. It's still sugar. It still goes into your liver. It's still you know, your body still gets that high from it. So no matter what it says on the back of that label, I mean, in front of the package, it's sugar-free, it's healthy, still have sugar. Still has sugar. Just about everything we consume has sugar in it. Now, when I say sugar, I am not talking about you giving up your natural sugars. I'm talking about giving up those processed sugars. But when I'm talking about sugar, I'm not talking about the natural sugar you get from fruits. I'm talking about the processed sugars you're getting from cakes, cookies, pastries, soda cans, juices, etc. Um, even though sugar is found in fruit, it's a natural sugar. And it is actually has other nutrients like fiber, minerals, vitamins that are actually good for you. So the good from that actually outdoes way the bad that you're getting. It's a natural sugar. You're getting a natural, I guess, high from it. So don't cut out the natural sugar. Cut out the processed sugar. Um, did, it takes about 21 days to make a change. That's on average. So for someone who is not addicted or do not ha does not have an addiction to something, it can take them 21 days to change that habit, to change their lifestyle. 
someone who does have an addiction may take a little bit longer because you're feeding, you got to get down to that root. And again, I talked about that earlier. It is more than just stopping. I hate it when people say stop, just stop cold turkey. There is so much more than just stopping cold turkey. If you stop cold turkey without getting to the root of why you're addicted to anything, it's not just sugar that I'm going to talk about on this one, um, you're doing yourself a disservice. I highly, highly recommend going to see someone. Um, a lot of people who use sugar in food as a coping mechanism are trying to get away from something, trying to feel something or not feel something for that matter. Um, being bullied, low self-esteem. Um, these are things that help feed into that and it's not healthy and you should really please go see someone to help. That is what they're there for. This is why they get paid. And honestly, it will be better for you long term. And this is all about making you the better you. Breaking an addiction is making you a better you. Okay, enough of the preachy stuff. <laughs> um, I'm going to go take a drink real quick. And then we are going to come back and talk about some ways to help hopefully break those sugar addictions. So let me tell you a story. Back in September... Um, late September, early October of 2018, I went to my doctor. I had been losing a lot of weight without any effort. I mean, yay for the weight loss, long-term benefit, good. Boo for the fact that it was just disappearing and without effort, because that's not good. Um, they ran tests, you know, they took my blood pressure, my cholesterol, you know, they made me pee in a cup, you know, stuff they do with the doctors. And everything came back great. They're like, well, we're going to do a couple more tests. I'm like, all right. They tested my thyroid. God, I think I just had them pumping out blood forever. But all my tests came back fine. So, you know, according to their labs, everything was good. I didn't have a history of diabetes running in my family because I don't know. <laughs> um, I was adopted, so... Not knowing my family medical history is something I've been trying to cope with and deal with slowly. Because what your parents go through, your grandparents, your aunts, your uncles, that, you know, can rub off on you. It's called a family medical history for a reason. Um, so I was like, all right, well, what else, you know, what about diabetes? Can that play a factor into it? So they pricked my finger, which does hurt. And come to find out, I was a type 2 diabetic. Now, on the plus side, I was smart enough to go in early. So we, I guess we could say we caught this disease early enough that I haven't had any of the downside effects to it. You know, my liver's still working well. My kidneys are still working well. These are actually things that you need to think about when you're a diabetic because you can end up going on dialysis if you don't keep your sugars in check, which is something they don't tell you. <laughs> Lots of research, let me tell you. Um, I went, I'm not going to lie, um, I went into a spiral for a few days after finding out, I would say maybe about a couple weeks actually. I'm like, what am I going to, you know, eat? I, I, how am I going to feed my family and, you know take care of them if I am not taking care of me. And that's a wake-up call. Let me tell you, you put your kids first, but if you don't put some time in for you, 
then you might not be there for your kids. I know it's a scary thought. Again, you start thinking about these things when you find out that you're sick. So what do I do? I started reaching for my comfort food. And for me, that was chocolate. If you have been to my website, you have seen that I love chocolate. <laughs> I'm like, it's a serious addiction, let me tell you. Um, so after I, you know, calmed down and listened to my doctors, we came up with a game plan. We talked about moderation, which you heard me talk about a few podcasts ago. Um, we, I, I kind of got to the root of what in the world? For me, I used sugar to give myself that dopamine hit when I was feeling sad or depressed. Instead of dealing with those emotions, I suppressed them with chocolate. Who knew something so sweet could be so devastating? Um, so I'm not, I'm practicing what I preach here. I'm not just giving you ideas and sitting here and I guess you could say lecturing you. No, no, no. I'm practicing it because long-term health benefits from cutting it down and getting it under control far, far outweighs any good quick fix that it's going to give you. Um, yeah. So if you learned anything from that, just learn that you can, you're not alone. You seek help. Um, so some ways to curb these addictions is avoid the pricey drinks at the coffee shops. Okay, so this is a twofer, I like to call it, because you're going to ditch that sugar, which is like your entire day and then some, and you're going to be saving like five bucks. Let's be honest, those drinks are mad expensive, for sure. <laughs> um... Ditch the soda. Try using salsa water with some lemon juice or lime juice in it. It still gives you that fizzies if you need to have the fizzies, but it's a little bit healthier for you. Um, drink water. I'm talking lots of water. Lucky for me, that's all I drink. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink soda. I drink tea when I'm sick, but that's only in the winter time. Really, honestly, and it's English tea, so it's got a splash of honey and a little bit of cream. No biscuits, because I don't do biscuits. But that's beside the point. Drink water, like lots and lots of water. Ditch your artificial sweeteners. Now, a lot of people are not going to actually like to hear this part, but those consuming the artificial sweeteners changes your palate. So you need more to feel satisfied. Nice little trick they did there, right? So they gave you a substance to be another substance for you to become addicted to that substance, to drink more of that substance so you feel satisfied. Um, a Purdue study actually found a link between the increased consumption of the fake stuff and weight gain. Yeah, let that sink in. Diet soda, not so diet after all, right? <laughs> um, create a backup plan for when you're feeling those sugary cravings. Um, try eating a piece of fruit. Go for a walk. Eat a small piece of dark chocolate. Now, there are benefits to eating dark chocolate. Um, antioxidants, but I'm talking small piece, like a Hershey Kiss size piece, and that's it. 
and the higher the cocoa content, the better. Um, clean your house, all right? I'm not talking about, like, dusting, but, I mean, do that, too. <laughs> um, what I'm talking about is throw away all the processed foods, you know? Um, anything that's got that high fructose syrup in it, anything that is got, like, the cookies and the pastries, all right? I know. I love cookies and pastries, too, but when you're learning... To, come, to overcome an addiction, the first thing you do is get rid of it. You don't slowly walk away from it. You get rid of it. Um, try to figure out why you're eating. Now, this is something we talked about before. Um, whether it's stress, emotions, um, your anxiety. Why are you eating this? Figure out that cause and get help. That is going to be the biggest thing you can do for yourself is figure out what is wrong, why you're reaching for these foods, and get help. Um, I mean, if you're going to a kid's birthday party and eating a slice of cake, you know why you're there. You're eating the cake because you're at a birthday party. But if you're sitting home alone in bed and you're eating a gallon of ice cream and, you know, tons of chocolate, find out what's wrong. Don't just sit there and gorge on it. Unless it's a bad breakup with a really nice guy and you have to know I'm kidding. I tell it to my daughter too. Go figure. Um, don't. Cutting. I hate the freeze cold turkey. It doesn't work for everybody. And I honestly believe that when you cut cold turkey, you do have a tendency to relapse. Because you just. Done. You know. Weaning yourself is, I have always found a better way to do it. I know it's not the case for all substances. Um, your body will go through a detox and you will get cranky. You will get irritated a lot faster and it's because you're not feeding your addiction. I should probably do a whole thing on addiction. Maybe I will. Um, <laughs> excuse me. But get to the root of that problem. So I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this out there for you. Let's have another challenge. Let's do this together. In 21 days, we will come back and we will talk about, you know, our sugar addiction, how we helped crave it, how we helped fight battles over it, and let me know. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook on Apricot Bakes. It has. <laughs> I hate to say it, it has the pictures of Cookie as the little avatar thing right now. Um, you can email me at apricotbakes at gmail.com to let me know. Um, but let's have a communication about this. Let's talk about it. What are some ways that you're doing to help fight, you know, getting over this? And people might say, well, I'm going on this diet and well, this and that. And we're going to talk about diets, I promise. Um... Because there's a lot of misinformation out there about what's good, what's bad. There's a lot of crazed diets that people like to go on right now. And I've got my issues with those. So that's a different story. So what do you say? Come back in 21 days and let's, you know, break the sugar addiction together. All right. So... I will see you back next week. I hope you learned something. I hope it gave you some insight on some things. Even if it's just getting to know my craziness a little bit better. Um, I will talk to everyone next week. Enjoy your rest of your day and your week. And talk to you later. Bye.